Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. I am your host, Nicole Jensen, mother of three, physical therapist, fitness lover, and life coach. My Tune In journey began when I took up yoga, meditation, and mindfulness many years ago. They have been a catalyst in helping me become more aware of my thoughts, behaviors, and patterns, and to accept myself where I am. But it is not enough to be aware. One also needs to take action. This show is for anyone who knows in their soul that there is more to life, but doesn't know how to access it. Each week, I will bring you the tools, tips, and share stories of how you can learn to tune in to who you really are at your essence and learn to live with intention and with fulfillment. Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. It's been a while since I've recorded a podcast. I've had a lot of interviews, which I've absolutely loved. I love connecting with people and getting to know them. And I just realized it was, it's so my jam, like it's perfect for me, but I couldn't get anyone to do this last one in January. So I'm going to do it myself. Um, and I thought I would talk about boundaries and mental resiliency and things like that in terms of like tuning in to what's right for you instead of listening to society or listening to what you think you should do. So on December 1st, I started going in my cold pool. Now I know I live in Arizona. It's not as cold as a lot of places, but my pool is still cold. It's not heated. And I did it to, to challenge myself and to get myself out of my comfort zone. I hate the cold growing up in New York, you know, you don't know any better when that's where you're from. And then I went to school in Boston and it's colder there. And then landed in California in 2000. And I've never lived in a cold state for very long. I lived in Seattle for a couple of years, but even that doesn't get that cold. It does snow, but anyhow, I hate it. And so I figured, you know, I've heard of all the great benefits of the cold plunge and the cryotherapy, and I figured it can only help me. And the reasons I got into it were great, but then the, what I got out of it mostly is not something I was expecting. And I would say it's definitely resiliency and a stronger mindset. And it's really amazing to be in my body and in my, like, be a witness to my mind and the way that I think now and how different it is from just two months ago. So today was day 57 for me of going in the pool consistently. And I can still say, I don't enjoy it, but I like to do it because I know how it feels after. And it, it's even like the first 15, 20 seconds after the first 15 and 20 seconds, I actually start enjoying it more because I've done it. Like I, I made that commitment to myself. I followed through and now I'm in the pool and, you know, yeah, I can get out, but like, what the hell's the point? I'm already in there. So might as well just stay the three to five minutes that I normally do. But because I've made that commitment to myself and I've kept that promise to myself day in and day out with obstacles, with times, there was one time I absolutely did not want to do it. I had a really hard day emotionally. My nervous system was freaking amped up and going in the pool, like at first your nervous system kind of like gets jolted. And I, I was shaking. I thought I was going to throw up. It was just awful. But then afterwards it was fantastic. 
So I made that commitment to myself. I'm going to keep the promise to myself. And now my mind knows that I'm not going to tolerate any bullshit. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm going to, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like there's no gray area anymore in my mind. And that's just so awesome to go through life. Just knowing that you're not going to back out on something that you said you're going to do. And just to have that tool in your toolkit is amazing. So I wanted to share a story as something that happened at work this week. That is a great example of what I would have done in the past and how I actually handled it this time. So I had a patient who has been in the hospital for a while, maybe a week or so. And the nurse had given me a heads up when I before I went in there that she was a little cranky. And cranky is an understatement. I spent over 40 minutes in there with her, getting her to sit up, putting her in the chair, helping her get in the chair, helping her on the commode, cleaning her up after the commode, and then ultimately getting her back to bed, changing her undergarment. I mean, just everything, everything that you could do, I did. And at one point, the nursing assistant came in. I actually asked her to come in to help me because I couldn't put on the brief and stand her up all at the same time. And so she came in to help me. And the patient literally complained the entire time that I was in there. There was not a moment that she wasn't yelling at me or complaining or mad or irritable. It was, it was constant. At one point she turned to the CNA and she said, you need to go back to nursing school. You suck at what you do. Now, mind you, she's not even a nurse, but whatever, like you don't say that to somebody who's helping you. And I realized shortly after I was in that room that that type of situation would have triggered me. That would have, I am such a deep feeler that I would have probably cried. I, I would have internally, like maybe you wouldn't have, she wouldn't have seen the tears because I can hide it pretty well, but maybe like I, I would have felt like I was going to fall apart and just be like, it's it's like a fairness and justice thing for me. Like it's not fair to treat me that way when I'm helping you. And I did not feel that way at all. Instead, I just kept thinking, what is she, like, how can she treat somebody like this? It's awful. And about two or three times during the session, I said to her, you know, I am trying my best to help you. And I would appreciate it if you could be a little kinder. It's not it is, this is not a great strategy. And, you know, I said that a couple of times. And finally, the last time I said something to her, she had really laid into Diana, the CNA. And I was like, that is not fair. I said, she is helping you and you are not being nice to her at all. And in the end, you know, she still wasn't happy, but in the end she apologized. And I just can't like witness myself through the thing. And I did not, I wasn't, I was in a good mood. And so I didn't want to let it bother me. So that's another thing that the pool has done for me, which I'll explain a little bit later. But um, I I was not going to let her derail me from my mood. And I stood up for myself and had some boundaries. And I did it in a tactful way where I wasn't going to get called to HR or get in trouble, my bosses. But, you know, I, I, I was like, no, we're not, we're not going to do this. And I was so proud of myself that I was able to stand up for myself. Now, maybe a lot of you, you know, that's normal for you. It wasn't normal for me at all. I I don't like to make people uncomfortable, um, especially in that situation. Obviously, she's sick. She's not feeling well, but that's not an excuse to treat people poorly. So that's one example. Um, the other thing was being in a good mood. So our external circumstances do not should not dictate our happiness. I know that's really deep, and I know that 95% of us go through life thinking that it is. You know, you get a new car, you're happy. You're looking forward to a vacation, you're happy. Um, 
something happens, you know, your credit cards get stolen, you're upset, break up, upset, divorce, upset, you know, whatever it is, you know, and some of these things are big deals. So yes, I understand it's going to affect you emotionally, but the reality of the day-to-day stuff, traffic, whatever money, that type of stuff should not be changing our internal state. And we should be able to maintain a sense of joy, a sense of gratitude, a sense of love and happiness all day, despite what our circumstances are doing. I mean, it's like an emotional roller coaster. If you let every circumstance dictate your happiness or sadness, it's exhausting. Like think about your, the chemicals that are going off in your body when you're upset, like 2000, I think chemicals go into your bloodstream when you're mad or upset about something. And now you just bathed your whole body with shitty chemicals. And then when you're happy, like the opposite, it's like endorphins and all these things that are great for you. So like going back and forth and back and forth with the good and the bad is just exhausting. So why not just feel good? So that's what it's also done for me too, is it's just made me realize that I am the captain of my ship and nobody, certainly nobody is going to take me off of that. And, you know, I've had a bunch of men reach out to me on, on Instagram and, you know, it's just stupid stuff and like, oh, you know, maybe I'll move there and meet your kids. And what, like, what, like, no, that's not going to happen. Block, 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 like just instantly, you know, just eliminate all the drama in my life that happens. And, you know, not in a rude way, especially if it's somebody that's, I'm a friend, it's a friend to me and it's in my life or I will definitely do it in a tactful way if it's something that's hurting me. But like, you know, people that are stepping on me and like stepping over my boundaries, screw that, like not tolerating it anymore. So, you know, and a lot of people, you know, know I'm from New York and, and think that I have this tough exterior and I do to a certain extent, like, obviously I'm very driven. I'm very motivated. I'm very disciplined, but emotionally I am an empath and that empathic nature has really been a detriment to me in a lot of different ways. It's been, I will never change it because that makes who I am, but I ignore red flags, ignored red flags many, many, many times in order to keep the peace. And, you know, it, it hurt. So learning how to keep that balance of my empathic nature, but also putting my boundaries up is, has been like the best blessing at all of ever from doing this pool. And I mean, I I know I've been doing the work for the last year, actually the last six years I've been doing the work, but the last year is when I've made the most progress. So I know I had the foundation. I know I've been doing it, but hands down, like adding that to my toolkit of the pool definitely has had me level up and, you know, tolerating the cold has been better getting to the gym in the morning. I still complain. I know girls, I still complain that it's cold in the gym for the first 10 minutes. I get it, but I'm able to do it. Like, I don't even know if I could do it before. So Boundaries, super important. Resiliency is super important. Keeping the commitments that you make to yourself. I cannot express how invaluable that is. And to do it, just keep doing it. Like you said, you're going to do it. What excuse are you going to come up with? Oh, I don't feel like doing it. It's too late. It's too cold. It's too hot. I'm too tired. Oh, the tired one. Oh my gosh. That's the biggest thing. And I, I am the queen of tired because I go to bed at nine o'clock at night and get up four o'clock in the morning, but no more. There are no more excuses for things. Just keep the promise that you make to yourself and watch the miracles unfold in your life. Thank you for listening to another episode of Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. 
If you found this valuable, please share it with a friend and it would mean the world to me if you left a review. I love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Renee Jensen.